Welcome to Blended, a podcast by me, Living Whole with Sarah Davis, your board-certified holistic health practitioner and creator. This is where I combine my ideas of essentialism, health and wellness, and creatives into an integrative, insightful whole. My whole life is your whole guide to health. Hello, my Living Whole friends, and welcome back to the Blended podcast. We're going to be talking about cholesterol and heart disease today, and this is really what I specialize in. For those of you who may have stumbled upon this podcast, my name is Sarah. I am a holistic health practitioner, but before that, I am a cardiac cath lab and electrophysiology nurse with experience in ICU, so everything critical care, and I work in the specialty field of cardiac cath. So if you're having a heart attack, if you need an ablation, everything that I do is very cardiac specific and I absolutely love it. It's it's by far my favorite system. I love the microbiome as well for gut health, but first and foremost, my love is the heart. Why is this really important? If we look at what's going on with our country right now, just the United States specifically, nearly 2,200 Americans die of cardiovascular disease daily. And so that's an average of one death occurring every 40 seconds or so. And there's about 7.1 million Americans that have experienced a heart attack during their lifetime. And so you probably have loved ones that you're like, oh, my uncle Bob had a heart attack three years ago. Even people that have lived through a heart attack, there's the cardiac disease is there. And so they are more, they are very likely to experience another one in their life. And I have seen stents placed, which open up the blockages causing the heart attack. More than 7% of Americans have some type of cardiovascular disease. And if you look at the amount of deaths in the United States, one out of every six deaths it's due to coronary artery disease alone. So these are the blockages, the stenosis or the narrowing in your coronaries. So how did, how did we end up here? Standard American diet, lifestyle, genetics, there's a lot of different factors, but this plays a large role in determining your risk for heart cardiac disease. And if you do the right things, you may prevent or even reverse this condition. So If you're new to the Blended Podcast or Living Whole with Sarah Davis, my primary focus is whole food plant-based nutrition, which looking at some of the studies by Dr. Esselstein and more more physicians and more studies coming out there, eating a whole food plant-based diet has the capability to prevent a lot of this and to decrease your risk for atherosclerosis. So what, what is that? What is that mouthful of a word? And this is a common form of heart disease. And these are basically, in the most reductionist way of saying this, it's the plaques of cholesterol that form within your artery walls. And these eventually lead to blood flow restriction. This constriction of circulation leads to less oxygen for the heart muscle, resulting in the chest pain or angina that is accompanied with exercise or excitement. This is where when you hear people talking about, oh, I had chest pain, I had a heart attack, this stress, this lack of oxygen is basically your heart tissue is dying and heart tissue doesn't 
regenerate. It's once it's gone, it's gone. So time is of the essence. And that is why when your heart is stressed and you have these blockages, it leads to the point of heart failure. So you have this deadening of tissue and we need to get in there and fix that. So atherosclerosis, really, there's been a lot of misconceptions. You know, we just get old and we have a heart attack and atherosclerosis is because we're aging. But if you look at a lot of the studies, specifically, uh, they did a study, oh gosh, it was American casualties during the Korean and Vietnam Wars, and it actually showed a significant amount of atherosclerosis by age 18 to 20. So it's a very morbid study to think about. We took these very young men that were dying for our country and we looked at their coronaries. But if you looked at the other side of this, their Asian counterparts, which predominantly raised on diets consisting of mainly rice and vegetables, they had much healthier arteries. And so... Yes, the elderly are more likely to have heart conditions because of genetics, and they've enjoyed unhelpful habits for a long time, you know, particularly smoking, poor diet. But we're even there, there was another study that was um, they autopsy. This is really dark, guys. They autopsied children and they were showing children that consumed a standard American diet, they were already seeing fatty streaks within their coronaries, which is the is the start of atherosclerosis. So that's something that for me, when I read that, I was like, oh my goodness. So this is not just an old age thing. This is something that we have to come to the realization that many studies have shown a connection between lifestyle and diet choices and heart health. Specifically, one of my favorites, there was an article published by Dr. Caldwell Esselstein in the American Journal of Cardiology, and he explains this stenting and bypass surgeries may only be a solution for a minority of patients while transitioning to a plant-based diet free of cholesterol, which animals we... Uh, I'll get to that here in a bit when we talked about we talk about cholesterol, but eating a plant-based diet, which is free of cholesterol, plants do not have cholesterol, proves to be more effective treatment. Now, in an emergent situation or acute onset, should I tell you, just go eat that plant-based diet? No. I fully advocate for traditional medical therapy in corroboration, in collaboration with the proper way to eat and a healthful lifestyle. They complement each other. You cannot have one without the other. And we actually decrease the cost and decrease the invasive measures that we provide in our standard American or standard medical treatment with the right lifestyle. So anyway, that's a lot of information to start. So atherosclerosis, it's a common form of heart disease. The number one killer in the United States is heart disease. And if you look at globalization and how our diets are changing on a worldwide level, countries that start to consume the standard American diet have an explosion of cardiac disease and other comorbidities associated with this process. So diabetes, renal failure, all of it. Let's talk about cholesterol for a second. What what exactly is cholesterol? So we've all heard our good and our bad cholesterol, but we humans and animals, we actually make cholesterol and we need a small amount for proper hormone functions and a lot of different things. And the science in this can get really deep and I find it incredibly fascinating. But for the sake of understanding, know that Cholesterol isn't the same thing as fat. In the cardiac cath lab, we actually can pull plaque 
or pull thrombus out of the coronary arteries. If you actually had a bit of that cholesterol kind of on your finger, it looks like a white waxy kind of substance. It's not quite the same fat. It's very different. And so when we talk about cholesterol production, it's actually made in your liver. Your liver sends it out to other parts of the bodies for other parts of your body for the production of hormones and our cell membrane health. And there's a lot of really interesting things. And so there was a study also done called the Framington Heart Study. So it showed that the actual ideal cholesterol level is below 150. And they proved at that point, or they speculated or However you want to say, they reinforced that if you had a cholesterol level below 150, which we all need cholesterol, but below 150, heart disease is very unlikely. Unfortunately, nearly, you know, 110 million Americans all have cholesterols that are more than 200. So that's dangerously close to 225, which is the average cholesterol level of coronary artery disease victims or people that have acute coronary incidences or situations, they have a heart attack. So isn't that crazy? Like, it's just, uh, this is, I I absolutely love the science behind this, especially when you talk about cholesterol production um, and people being able to either absorb more or there's a lot of genetics that's really interesting. But if you look at your diet and your the way that you eat, plants do not have cholesterol. So you're already pulling back. If you eat a diet that is predominantly whole food plant-based, you are decreasing your likelihood for cardiac disease. And that's something that I wish people would just, you know, eat more fruits and vegetables, plain and simple, like make that the base and the bulk of your diet, because they also have so many healing properties and fiber. You talk about microbiome and we need pre and probiotics and plants have all of those wonderful things. And if you want to live a happy life, think about 95% of your serotonin is made in your gut. Anyway, that's a whole different whole different soapbox there. But when we look at the USDA dietary guidelines, our federal government's recommendation for the max dietary cholesterol intake is still it's still as high as 300 milligrams. So both the American Heart Association and the National Cholesterol Education Program recommended less than 200. So there's a little bit of there's a little bit of disconnect there and can get into the whole consumerism and where the money's at. But think about this for just one second, like ethics aside on how horrible our poultry industry is, the amount of cholesterol in one egg exceeds this recommended maximum amount. So you want a little bomb of cholesterol, go have an egg. But anyway, there are different types of cholesterol. And when we look at how cholesterol and when cholesterol is transported into the bloodstream, these little boogers are actually packed into low density lipoproteins. These are the LDLs. And these can actually, these are called the bad cholesterol. We still need LDL. We need a little bit of LDL or that bad cholesterol in limited quantities because these LDLs deliver cholesterol to different parts of the body. And if we know about hormones and the health of our cell membranes, we still need a little cholesterol. But if you have a high LDL, so a lot of these LDL cholesterol levels circulating in your blood, it dramatically increases your risk for heart disease or a heart attack. 
The CDC and prevention committees analyzed data from a 2005 to 2008 uh, study that examined the prevalence and control of LDL levels. And so they found that 71 million Americans, like this is like a 30, what is that, 30 um, had high LDLs, while only 34 million received treatment. So we've got people walking around with high LDLs just cooking away cardiac disease. So what do we actually do about this? And like, what, what about that other cholesterol? What about your HDLs or the good cholesterol? Cholesterol, when we look at our metabolic processes, um, when cholesterol is released from dead cells, it's picked up for disposal by your HDLs. So this is the good cholesterol. If you look at your HDLs, this is a really, it's a quick way to assess your risk for cardiac disease. And heart attack risk is actually minimized by having a lower total cholesterol level and a higher amount of HDL cholesterol. So that ratio really needs to be around four to one. So unfortunately, the average American male's ratio is about five to one. Vegetarians, however, average only about 2.8 to 1.3. So smoking and obesity lower HDL. So smoking and being overweight lower the good cholesterol. However, if you want to increase that, and some people like to keep their bad habits, however, I don't see you increasing your exercise and foods rich in vitamin C to up those <laughs> HDLs if you're continuing to smoke your pack of marbles, but that's just that's just me. No shade, but yes, shade. We, we need to think about lowering our cholesterol in order to decrease our incidence of heart disease or atherosclerosis, right? Our bodies make plenty of cholesterol, so we don't need to consume it. We do not need to add any more cholesterol to our diet. And cholesterol is found in all foods that come from animals. Red meat, poultry, fish, chicken, eggs, milk, cheese, yogurt, any of your other dairy products. Choosing lean cuts of meat isn't really enough to kind of offset that because there's a misconception that choosing a leaner cut is going to decrease your cholesterol. Well, no, cholesterol is mainly in the lean portion. So many people are surprised to learn that chicken contains as much cholesterol as beef. So you're still consuming, even if you pull beef and red meat off your plate, you're still consuming as much as 25 milligrams per ounce. An average serving, which most people don't even keep to this, is only four ounces. I mean, that's like smaller than the palm of your hand. That's 100 milligrams of cholesterol. And even shellfish has high amounts of cholesterol as well as all the other stuff. So why do I advocate for a whole food plant-based diet? And this is because all animal products have cholesterol. No foods from plants contain cholesterol. Plants do not have a liver to produce it. Therefore, there is not cholesterol circulating in plants. Simple. That's the best way to really like put that. You can dramatically decrease your cholesterol levels by changing the foods that you eat. So um, what was that study? I can't remember the name of the study, but for every 1% you reduce your cholesterol level, you reduce your risk of heart disease by 2%. So in talking about this further, um, saturated fats are going to increase your your amounts of cholesterol. Um, Animal products contain a large amount of saturated fat, and this causes the liver to actually produce more cholesterol. So that is why when we talk about fats and avoiding saturated fats, that's why is because it, that 
molecule of saturated fat prompts your liver to produce more cholesterol to be circulated in your body. Most animal products contain a large or a substantial amount of saturated fat, and that's just another reason, a good reason to avoid them. Um, There there are a few vegetable oils that are high in saturated fats, and this is where I get into, do I like coconut oil? Do I not? These tropical oils, that's kind of what they're coined as. These are high in saturated fats. So it's your palm oil, it's your uh, kernel, palm kernel oil and coconut oil. And many of your packaged uh, foods contain these hydrogenated oils and they are both high in saturated fat and chemically hardened to make them solid at room temperature to increase their shelf life. So when you think about fats that are solid at room temperature and have been chemically hardened, These are the reasons why you have to avoid them is because they have more saturated fat. While if you look at your liquid vegetable oils, they're a little bit better than animal fats and tropical oils, but all fats and oils are natural mixtures of saturated and unsaturated fats. Therefore, none of them will do your coronary arteries a lot of good and consumption should definitely be kept at a minimum. So that is why a whole food plant-based diet with minimal to no oil is you, if you want to try to cardiac proof your life, that is really, really what you need to do. So while saturated fat and oil increases your cholesterol levels, the unsaturated fats can also cause other problems, including free radical production. So this is due to the oxidative process within our bodies. It impairs your immune function and can increase your body weight. So BCD, just having a heavier frame can increase a lot of your comorbidities and and, and decrease the quality of your life. So why do I eat a whole food plant-based diet? Um, I ethically do not like to consume animal products. So yes, you can call me vegan. However, there's a lot of vegan junk food that is full of saturated fat and other shit. So a diet that is based on plant foods, your grains, beans, vegetables, and fruits is really the best way to keep saturated fat intake low and to avoid cholesterol completely. Um, A vegan diet, when we talk about vegan foods, there's a lot of junk food, but it's free of all animal products and yields the lowest risk of heart disease. But don't just eat vegan junk food. That's not good for you either. You need a whole food plant-based diet, at least a predominantly whole food plant-based diet. And I'm not 100% whole food plant-based. I will enjoy the occasional Beyond Meat brat. Um, I will occasionally and I love vegan ice cream and plant-based options when I'm not feeling you know just a whole food banana nice cream kind of thing so I'm not I'm not by any means perfect and life isn't black or white in this so you can really mitigate and offset the risk for coronary artery disease just by being mindful and eating a predominantly whole food plant-based diet so yeah, guys, um, I can also, I can take this so much deeper, but we are already at 20 minutes for this podcast and we just covered cholesterol and heart disease, but I have worked in the cardiac cath lab for a long time and it's really hard to see your patient population get younger and younger and almost become your age and they're, you're putting a stent in some young gentleman's right coronary artery that had a massive heart attack. So it's just incredible how much 
how little I knew when I started this journey with living whole and how much I have learned and it has affected my own personal health and well-being and even my practice in the cardiac cath lab. It's like so much of this is maybe not 100% preventable, but we're doing ourselves a disservice by consuming the standard American diet and getting away from just true health, which is fruits and vegetables and a whole food plant-based diet. And it's just, oh, it's just, it's just, but again, guys, this is just a quick down and dirty to cholesterol and heart disease. There's going to be a lot more nutritional tidbits and science coming out of the blended podcast. And I love talking about this stuff and I could, I could probably talk for a good hour to hour and a half, but I wanted to give you guys the facts and in a way that when uncle Bob has another heart attack, you can say, Hey, do you know about cholesterol and cardiac disease and really maybe make a difference in getting him or yourself or your loved ones to consume just more fruits and vegetables, eat more whole food, plant-based foods. So again, guys, I am always appreciative of you. And if you have any thoughts or comments or questions, again, comment, uh, send me an email. I am always open. I love to continue the conversation. You know where to find me on all the socials at LW Sarah Davis or at livingholesaradavis.com. Thank you for being a part of the Living Whole community. I strive to keep my content ad-free. So by simply liking, commenting, or sharing, you guys make a huge impact. And I cannot thank you enough. I can't wait to hear your continued thoughts and conversations in the comments. For more Living Whole content, please check out livingholesaradavis.com. And I am on most all of the socials, but I can't wait to hear from you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.